Welcome to 870 in the morning on the crazy show. I got wet bag with me. We're obviously an AM radio station. Why is my name wet bag? It's literally the first thing that came to mind. You tell me. Because my bag is full of yogurt and my mom packed it for me. I'm a real shitter. Big time. You want to hear a story? I do. I have a choice. Nope, man, it's been a rough couple of days around here. So Jack and I had a few hours to hang out because he doesn't have school for like two weeks, which is really bad. He wanted to listen to scary stories. So we started listening to some scary stories on YouTube, like a little kid was telling. And they were stupid. <laughs> but I mean, they're basically the bones of stories you've heard before. And I was like, you know what? Let's listen to something really scary. Dude, and I busted out scary stories to tell in the dark. Okay. Is that scary? Never went through the scary stories to tell in the dark phase when you were a kid? No. Oh, man. Jenny and I both had, like, similar experiences where suddenly it popped up in school. Like, somebody got it from the library. Kids are getting it from uh, the book orders. <laughs> and then, like, kids are coming in with brand new copies. So everybody is reading scary stories to tell in the dark. And we're all scared shitless in, like, second and third. Not probably second grade. Anyways, I decided to play this one about this kid finding the big toe. His parents cut it up, they eat it in their soup, and then the monster comes in the night to get his toe back. You can hear it screaming, where's my toe, from far away, and it slowly gets closer to the house. The guy reading the story is doing it creepy. Second one that we listened to, I was like, fuck it, let's play the one that used to freak me out when I was little. It's this Mitai Dodie Walker one one, uh, one 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 one. This kid goes to stay at a haunted house. He gets paid $100 by the guy. Nobody can stay there overnight. He brings his dog. There's supposed to be a bloody head that falls down the chimney. Oh. They keep hearing me tie Doty Walker from far away. It's very similar to the Toy Story. But then the dog starts talking every time they hear that called out. He's like, the dog starts talking. It's closer and closer until the head falls down the chimney. And the dog uh, has a heart attack as soon as it sees the head mm -hmm. and then the head turns around and starts screaming at the kid that's the end of that one and that's getting the creeps a bit yeah just me and him hanging out down here in the dark is he sport children they are okay made a netflix thing right there's well there's a horror movie okay. that i don't think is any of the actual stories from the books okay but then the last one was this funeral song one it's like a minute and a half long and they start talking about when you die, they put you in a bag, and it's just, like, graphic and disturbing, and mm. I'm like, like this, even I don't like hearing this. And then Jack turns to me, he's like, turn it off. <laughs> and he's been pretending like he's not scared the whole time, and I'm yeah. like, I think this guy's scared. He's, like, trying to make jokes and act like it's funny. Yeah. He was freaked the fuck out, could not sleep very well at night. He never sleeps very well. Yeah. Extra scared. I know how that goes. That story wasn't as good as I thought, but... Uh, well, those stories sound really weird. They're creepy, dude. Well, I'm Jason. And I'm Jules. And we, we do doing filmography. This is an emergency recording. Fucking how many months? Like three months after Keith Gordon? Oh, God, yeah. We're coming back to Keith Gordon because Jules found Kent State. I was uh, editing all that jazz. And you're going on and on and on about how we're not. We're missing two. Three. Right. Uh, oh, that's Alcari, right. that old one that I can never remember the name of. And I wish I knew it now. So I yeah, can't yeah. It. And Kent State. And um, I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be something, right? Even if it's not Keith, maybe I could just get something. I don't remember how it happened, but I just stumbled upon the movie. And I'm like, oh, but surely this can't be the right one, you know? Oh, right there, immediately. Keithy boy. There's Keith. Do I know you? I'm like, oh, shit. 
I have a heart attack. You start punching and you say, get out of here. You don't belong here. <laughs> and yeah, I got on the horn. I said, we got to batten down the hatches and call an emergency. Man, I was uh, real impressed when you were like, you wouldn't believe it. You, were, you know, Drake now, it's going to be some bullshit. But now you got the, got the goods. At the goods, baby. I'm so pumped. I spent a ridiculous amount of time also trying to find my Palakari. A ridiculous amount of time trying to learn how to spell it. Uh, and then trying to find it. And you found a Tally Savalas Duluth clip. I did, yeah. He did a commercial for some uh, old uh, hotel, motel or something. Uh, the one for Spirit Mountain or something? No, it was... Oh, it was for Glensheen, the Glensheen Glen Mansion. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen that ad. Because I grew up in Duluth, you had no idea. I decided to stop over in Duluth to catch my breath. Because I was at least looking for a clip of him saying, Who loves you, baby? Yeah. You know, and that commercial was like static to all hell. Uh, I couldn't clean it. So I ended up finding one actually from uh, Kojak. But so here we are. Man, this is crazy. We we went through all of the Keats. We said goodbye to him. Mm -hmm. It was sad. And then we did a bunch of spookies for October. Yeah. And then we did 10 of another actor you don't know about. Yeah. And then we're seven into another actor. Right. And then, God damn it, here we go. Looping right back to Keith. Yeah. And that's. Honestly, that's what excites me about this little endeavor we're doing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, exciting and uh, uh, kind of cool. And So Kent State, it's a TV movie. Originally, it's three hours long. And I, I assume that has to be because there's like 40 minutes of commercials. Check this out. It was originally supposed to be two nights, two hours each night. Oh. And at the last minute, NBC was like, no, nah, just fucking make it three hours in one night. It's true. They cut a bunch out. There apparently are also cuts that were like two hours long, 120 minutes. I don't know what they would have got out of there. Probably dropped a whole bunch what of those subplots, but, you know. So easy to excise parts of this. There's a lot of meandering. It's, it's interesting because it, this cut was two hours and 24 minutes long, and we don't get to the actual event until two hours in. It was on fucking Tubi the whole time. Kent State? Two hours and 30 minutes, yeah. Tubi? Tubi. Really? Fuck. Hey, guess what? This this one has sound. Because I, I thought, so okay, so Tubi, they must have had like a really popular song that got flagged. God, we fucking suck. No, I don't think that. I think that was just the videotape. It must be yeah. because it cuts out two more times right. in the middle. For a little bit. You, when the army's pulling in and I'm like, oh, is this for dramatic effect? And then at the end, when they're actually talking, we probably should hear what they say. Now we're going to have to both go back and watch it. Kent State is a dramatic reenactment of the events that took place at Kent State University on May 4th, 1970. As an anti-war protest engulfs the campus, Governor Rhodes, Jerome Dempsey, denounces the protesters as outside agitators and decides to call on the National Guard to restore order. Although some of the soldiers befriend the students, tensions escalate, leading to the guardsmen killing four of them, including Allison Krauss, Jane Fleiss, and Sandy Schuer. Talia Balsam. Why are they telling us people getting killed? Why, why ruin that? That was like a nice surprise yeah. to find out. I knew Keith was going to bite it, but... I wasn't sure what was going to happen, and then I saw, when I was doing the notes, everything. And See, that's the thing. I didn't actually um, Google it. If you Google it, yeah, it's right there. Tubi, watch now, free. Doesn't work for my Pelicari, let me tell you. This movie came out in uh, 1981, the year that I was born. Basically 10 years after the fucking Kent State, I mean, massacre. Mostly 11, or, yeah, because yeah. it was um, May 4th. 1970. Which we now celebrate as May the 4th Be With You because of the Kent State Massacre. Yeah, it's true. It was uh, directed by James 
Goldstone. Uh, this guy's done like an episode of Dennis the Menace. He did uh, live action. Uh, oh yeah, the the original. The original in the sixties. He did an episode, a couple episodes, I think, of the Fugitive TV show, and then the Fugitive TV movie in like the seventies. He died in nineteen ninety nine. The main writer who wrote the teleplay was Gerald Green. As far as I can tell, he did some shit, but he stopped working in nineteen eighty eight. Uh, and died in 2006. Uh, Joseph Kellner, who wrote the book, The Kent State Cover-Up, this is all, that's all he wrote. He died in 2013. And then we had Richard Kramer, who wrote the teleplay. He did some, some episodes of TV as well. He did an episode of Saving Grace. And oddly enough, Queer as Folk. So, you know, we got Keith Gordon as Jeff Miller. We got Will Patton. That was a surprise. I was astonished. I was like, is that Will Patton? Yeah, and I'm like, it why is. isn't he showing up on the IMDb front page? It's like all these other dudes. It's like his second credit. He's great. Yeah. We got Ellen Barkin. Well, I didn't even notice her. She's the lady in the NLF shirt. Oh, that's Ellen Barkin? Which stands for the National Lacrosse something. I don't know what it stands for. Yeah, that was Ellen Barkin. Uh, we got Mark Soper, the blonde guy with the cross vest. He's been in... All types of shit. He's a real dickhead in this movie. Does, he doesn't get killed in the end, does he? No, unfortunately. Oh, well, yeah, all the people that drink a shot. He reminds me of the actor that played, he's in everything, but he was in uh, The Crow, T-Bird, the dude he puts in the car and drives him off the pier. That actor. Scary guy? Kind of, yeah. I mean, he's been in everything. Is he in Flirting with Disaster with Ben Stiller and Probably. We also got Talia Balsam. She's a TV actress. She was the red shirt girl. She was in 1995 movie Cold-Blooded with Jason Priestley. Oh, I like that movie. I had it on VHS because I thought it was great. She was also, from 1989 to 1993, married to George Clooney. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't get married. Apparently. Maybe they were just together. Maybe not once he got famous. And then I recognized him by face only, David Marshall Grant. He was in the movie Strictly Business with Tommy Davidson and... Halle Berry. I probably saw that because I really like Tommy Davidson for a while. Mm -hmm. It's like he works with a dude who's like buttoned down and Tommy Davidson's like, they probably play like record scratching hip hop yeah. back then when he moves around and they switch places. He likes Halle Berry, who's like urban. And he's like, hey, man, man, you got to teach me how to be urban. And Tommy Davidson's like, that's my forte, son. <laughs> I'm TD, baby. Dude, I like Tommy Davidson's stand up special. We talked about this. Is it once it came out? In the, no, in like the early 90s. Oh, okay. That's, I don't know if I've ever seen that. That's why I like Tommy Davidson. I should watch that. Those fucking stupid voices and gestures. Boy, they really worked on me when I was like eight. Ain't this a I mean, he's of the time, but he was timeless, man. He was timeless. So for some of the trivia we got here, Kent State University would not allow the movie to be filmed there. Crazy. Just, just 11 years later? Why wouldn't you? Instead, they filmed at Gadsden State Junior College in Alabama uh, because apparently at the time it was remarkably similar. The city's mayor had a cameo as a reporter in a news conference. Didn't the... You're going to read the trivia about the photographer that took the dying picture of so-and-so mm. and he plays a character in the movie? Himself. Yeah. Ooh, I don't remember that happening. It was kind of a dumb moment because it felt very staged. Mm -hmm. Like Keith's dad and the girl, who apparently was a 14-year-old runaway in real life, she's doing like this, uh, and the guy runs it quick, takes the picture and runs away. Really? Yeah, it was like, okay. Also, the last bit of trivia I have here. Actually, I have two. The scene in which the ROTC building was set on fire had to be reshot. Uh, yeah. Because the original fire got out of control. 
So they built a, a, a facade. Like two days, right? Yeah. Two days. And then also, apparently there's going to there's gonna be a, a, a Kent State movie coming out in 2023 with Dolrit Mulrooney. What did you fucking call it? Dolrit? For some reason, that's what I wrote down in the Dol- East. Dermot. I think I, that's actually a better name. It's not? Dolrit? Hey, Dolrit! I might. I can't even. Dolrit. It sounds like an Australian name. Does it? Dolrit. No. I might. And that thus concludes the trivia section for this episode. Like a brand of soup. <laughs> Dolrit soup. Or, yeah. Or like a, a jacket. See the guy over there? Which one owned the Dolrit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of jackets, what about Keith Gordon's typical hippie jacket? It's like brown suede with like the tassels. Oh yeah. Around the midsection and the waist, I think maybe. It's like what are you, Easy Rider? Is this thing on? Oh man, this movie's interesting. You know what? It actually was not bad. It's it's kind of good actually. I was impressed. It is kind of good. It's real dumb for about twenty minutes as you ease into its groove. Yeah, it's introducing you to everybody, and it's a right. boring ass protest. You're not sure who's who, and the meet cute between uh, Keith and that young lady. You're like, that was this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I, I mean, no no offense, but you've got real radical hair. You know. That was really annoying. I think it briefly comes up after he dies. She rolls up like. She had a lot of hair. She did. Do we? I don't think I could. I couldn't pinpoint who she was because she had so much hair. And any pictures that are out now are like. Oh, from real life. Yeah. Okay. Trying to figure out who she was. I didn't watch the credits because I was driving. Yeah. So yeah, the movie starts. It's just another day in Kent, Ohio. I didn't realize. I, I I'm vaguely familiar with this. They call it an incident you now. That song? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, listen to it later. It's pretty good. I won't, but uh, I didn't realize that this was in Ohio. I thought it was like somewhere better. Well, if you heard that song. Down in Ohio. Oh, Camp Sterling. Yeah. Hoosiers? Is that who they are? Is that Oklahoma? I don't know about sports. Oh, maybe that's Indiana. Gene Hackman. Or do you like sports? Neither. So it's Duritz, right? We got a campus. We got hippies. They're fucking doing their hippie thing. There's Keith Gordon trying to get on this chick. We got a guy. Is he learning how to speak because he has like a lisp? Who? The guy that she's talking to by the tree. He's like, zip, zip. Fandy. What the fuck was that? I think it's because he has a lisp. Okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Because then later on she goes, what's my name? And he goes, Sandra. So I think he's like trying to overcome saying Z's. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it was dumb and went past it. Well, and then it was really weird because then um, Keith Gordon does a peekaboo with her from behind a tree. You can only get one arm around because he's kind of a small guy. He doesn't have much of a chin in this movie. How tall do you think he is? Oh, I would venture to guess he's probably about 5'7". Maybe 5'9". Maybe he's my height. I like to the little guy vibe. 5'8". And I've gone on record as saying this and I'm going to repeat it. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't Base Arnie in The Simpsons on him. Arnie? Yeah. We talked about No, him. I know. I, I, I edited the Christine episode. I remember you talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, extensively. I, well, and another one, too, I think, because I almost inserted an Arnie reference. Shame on me. So it's just campus, man. You know, kids are kids, man. There's a guy, he plays basketball. He used to. He's got bad knees now. Got bad knees. Can't do it. The tall bro. Yeah. Uh, we got, uh, Our, the Ratsy kid. And I'm Ratsy. The Ratsy kid. Ratsy yeah. scholarship. Yeah. He's going, he's going to now. In, you think so? He says it. Oh. Is any of the guy talking to his folks on the phone? Yeah. I had a hamburger. I mean, a cheeseburger. Wasn't he just freaking out about the riots? 
I think he mentioned, I'm going to NAMM. Well, I mean, if you're in ROTC, probably, right? Because if they uh, stop the program, you know they say I got to go to NAMM. Yeah. ROTC. Yeah. The, you know, Will Patton's talking. There's uh, Ellen Barkin's talking. Uh, this, this other lady, I don't know who she is. She's like the, the wife of the professor. They got the baby. Oh, yeah. I was worried about her and that baby. I was like, they seem yeah. like they're introducing them to die. She gave a speech some time prior. Her, the professor is the one with the beard, right? Mm-hmm. What is he from? I feel like I've seen him older in no, like 20 years. I couldn't. I thought he looked great back then, but I wasn't able to like pinpoint what I know him from when I went through IMDb. As good as IMDb is, and it drives this podcast. It doesn't, get me it wrong. doesn't fire off uh, memories in your brain. No, it'll be like actor's name and then like no pick. Yeah, why does it do that? Oh. It's like you can't create an algorithm that can just take a screenshot from the movie and just automatically insert it in. So at least we know what they were in the movie. Right. I'm ready to throw this uh, notepad at the wall. Because, yeah, I know you Technology are. is failing us. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, he is typing mad. I'm so mad. Steam is emanating from his collar. Where is that dog? I need to kick it. Bring uh-huh. the kids down. I'm slapping them. Yep. Yep. And then they better go right back to sleep because <laughs> we're recording a podcast. Daddy's just having another one of his nightmares. You just... Because... For the, the character, the actress who played the character Allie, she gets shot in the chest. They use the photo of her from the movie in the IMDb page. Yeah. But then some other Joe, they use him when he's like 80. It's like, well, how the fuck am I, what am I doing here? And I even looked into IMDb Pro. That's not going to help you. That's just for contact. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like, oh, you get more information. That's how we would get a hold of Keith if we wanted to interview. We don't have to make our own. I'm still flip flopping on. Mm -hmm. Give me like a whole list of Julian Watkins. They're like, which one are you? I'm like, none of these motherfuckers. So, anyways, we're in town, right? It's nighttime. The kids are chilling. They're talking about there's some sort of a riot, right? But this isn't the night when they burn the ROTC. That's a subsequent night. There's like bikers in town and shit. They're lighting Motown barrels on fire and people are trying to watch a basketball game in a bar and and all of a sudden the, the police come in. Like, I mean, I think it's the beginning of the multi-day Kent State riots, is it not? Well, it, I guess it is, but we don't see that. They're just talking about there is a riot. Unless that's what's happening on that main drag, which just I sort of seems so. like too many people hanging out but not like a i mean one guy smashes a window but that's after the fact when they're sending everybody home i don't know so they everybody's like all right we're going home right next day they're like hey we're gonna call in the governor he's about to come down here on a helicopter and sandblast two idiots on a swing set remember that no what two guys two reporters are sitting on a swing set and then the helicopter comes in and just blasts all the sand in their face and they run up like, Governor, you're going to lose the election. No time for politics. And so now the school's meeting with the governor and they're talking like, you got to close the school. And the governor's like, no, nah, man, we got to do the opposite of that. We're going to bring in the National Guard. Not national. It's the Ohio Guard. Are they still national? I think they call them the National Guard. Don't they? I think it's because you, you can be activated to be sent anywhere. In and the it, nation, for it did mention they had just come back, I think, from California. Berkeley. School out in California. So like, we're so tired. And one faculty dude's like, You got a bunch of crazed up, frightened kids and an exhausted guard. And you don't have to be a freaking genius to see what comes next. So you clear everybody the hell out of there and you do it today. Uh-uh, son. You have a wonderful control of the superlatives. Shut it down and the crazies have won. So they are protesting that evening. 
Will Patton's there, Alan Barkin. She's got that same shirt on throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, the NLF must stand for something. I kept thinking it's an ALF. National Liberation Foundation. Front. Front. Usually Fs are fronts. Or Federation if it's wrestling based. But they're, they're having their protest and, and the cops are there. The National Guard's there. And they're like, you know, this is unlawful. You guys got to leave. And they're like, nah, man. Uh, bef- I think before that is when we saw the guy with the blonde hair talking to the guardsman. Like, ah, man, I'm going to tell you something about me, but it's really about you. I don't understand you. I've tried, and I I pity you. Not for what you are, but for what you'll never be. And then the guard looks at him and he goes, well, let me tell you something about me. It's really about you. i never forget a face. Oh, it's that guy. And the dude's like, uh... What, man? This movie's fucking disturbing in quite a few moments. I do like that there's a number of instances before the shit kicks off where uh, the students and some of the guards are, are kind of like co-mingling. You liked that? Because I found it quite dumb. It was like the, hey man, we're all the same, right? Like, we're just talking right now. Well, but that's how it was, because a lot of those kids were kids yeah. in the National Guard. That one guy's talking like, hey man, you think I, I'd like it here? And Well, but... You know, it's TV, man. Yeah, I guess. I just found it... I feel like if they were... I don't know what they need to be talking about, but... It's hilarity sharing things, like, to, to let us know we're all the same. With, like, historical um, reenactments, all you have to go by are the facts as reported on a timeline. Right. Right, so you're... Why they thought this needed to be a four-hour, two-night miniseries to begin with is beyond me. Because everything was back then. I suppose, but you're only going to be faced with having to pad the time. Well, I don't know, because I feel like a lot of it, you're being lulled into it. It's like a horror movie Mm -hmm. where you're comfortable hanging out with the kids, and it slowly ramps up, and it gets past the point of no return, where you're like, oh, fuck. I think it should have touched on... I don't know. More of like the inner workings of the group. Was this an organized student group? The protesters? Yeah. Or was it just Will Patton and and Ellen Barkin and then like just whoever came down to, you know, be around? It sort of felt undefined. No, I, I you're you're right because I felt like Will Patton was a powerful member of it, mm-hmm. but certainly doesn't seem like he's the only one leading it. It seems like people kind of come and go, and who has a piece to say gets to say it. Yeah, and and especially towards the end, he almost seems like relegated to like the sideline. It's weird because he he's the one who's speaking most powerfully in the beginning, but then as things start to get weird and pop off a little bit, him and his girlfriend are like. This is getting a little heavy. What's going on? They're like, we're, we're respectful. What is happening here with these other people? During the first night protest, him and his lady go up to the one of the police guys, and they're like, look, you know, the governor is supposed to be coming here. Or the president of the school is supposed to be coming here. We're going to have a sit down, and we, we, we want peace. We don't want any issues. Can you at least give us a notice before you advance on us, if, that, if that's what it comes to? And the cop's like, yeah, I'm, I'm about it, you know. But then word comes out that um, the governor isn't coming, nor is the president of the school. Get him now. Yep. And and some dude jumps on a bullhorn or a police um, loudspeaker. Yeah, and starts lying. The guard is leaving! We have one! And Will Patton's like, who that? Yeah. You know? It's interesting. There, There's a lot of parallels here between... And only because it's protesting the George Floyd protests around here. Because in case you guys don't know, 
we're from Minneapolis. I currently mm-hmm. live in St. Paul. We're not from Minneapolis. Well, we, we, Let me correct we you. live here. We, we reside here. Jules since 09, me since 08. Man, that's crazy. And you live not far from Lake Street. Oh, yeah. A lot of the shenanigans were happening. And probably Cup Foods mm-hmm. was arrested. So it's a little bit further, but yeah, like I'm three blocks down from Lake Street. And the, I don't think it was the Auto Zone. What's the other one? The the blue and yellow auto store? That one burned down. That was the one I went to mm-hmm. all the time. There's still buildings that are boarded to some extent. And yeah. So, but, but, you know, the, the, the instigators. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they're just shit kickers. Right. And it, within the movie themselves, they're like, who, who are those guys? Who are those guys starting that fire over there? What's happening? That's what you heard so much of during the, the Floyd protests where they're like, all right, we have screenshots of the Umbrella Guy. Umbrella Guy. Umbrella Guy is starting a fire at this place. Did you know he was the grandson of the Umbrella Man during the JFK assassination? Apparently, they're in the Umbrella business. I, I don't know. So the, the idea, I feel like everybody is thinking that the government is planting people to, what do you think, ramp the protests up so that they can attack? I don't, I don't know. That's really happening. I think no. the getting excited to cause trouble. I think it was a troll yeah. who... Just saw a hot mic, jumped on it, and just to be like, hey, because then, because immediately a cop comes and like shoves him. So I, I don't think he was one of them. No. Unless that was all just for show. But so they're like, all right, we're advancing. They start dropping tear gas. Eventually, the, the, the blonde guy gets cornered by that guy who was out for him. Pulls down his mask to reveal it's him. And, and he then stabs him in the fucking leg. In the thigh. The bayonets on their rifles are crazy. Yeah. The National Guard has a sword gun <laughs> to, to use against these protesters. That fucking crazy. Well, and here's the thing. When he stabs him in the thigh, boy, you got to be careful for that femoral artery. I know, man. You, you are dead in like two minutes if you get it. Yeah. That's crazy that he stabbed him. It is, but at, again... Yeah, people get stabbed in this movie. I remember towards the end, too, mm-hmm. there's, like, another guy, like, running, and the guard member's just like... Well, and they even said um, there the, the next day when um, George Clooney's wife is talking to Allie. Is that her name? Allie? Allison, I think is. They even said... I got gas last night, Allison. Me, too. <laughs> yeah, only you liked it. I don't remember how many people went to the hospital from that first incident, incident but... It was nuts, man. So now they're talking like, look, it's daytime. We're going to assemble on the quad. Charlie Barnett's going to do a set and then we're going to go into, then we're going to go into our thing. And Keithy Boy's drumming on the bell. We see Keith a couple of times throughout him and his roommate. It's a pretty large ensemble movie. It is. Who, do we feel like we hang out with anybody in particular more than other? I, I feel like no. it just bounces around. There is no one star. And you, you, you see faculty. Not as much, but to some extent, right. that older faculty guy and the teacher guy and a few here and there, you know. But, yeah, I mean, we see Keith and his roommate. It's almost hard to keep track. Like the the tall guy, the, the Roxy, Roxy guy, guy, he's the one who gets shot laying down, right? What? He doesn't get shot. At the end? What? Yeah. Isn't he the guy that got shot? I think so. Is he? Because you, 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 when he's lying on the ground face down. We don't see his face, but when they're shooting wildly, he gets clipped in the shoulder. And uh, one of the other dudes is like, oh, man, bro. No, well, I don't. 
I don't know if it's him or not. Because right after, well, we'll get there. So now it's daytime. They're all assembling. They're in the field. The National Guard is lined up. The, a general is there, but he's just in a suit. Yeah. And there's a, a, a sergeant who's kind of a, a, a weasel who's looking for some action. There's another guy who kind of looks like the guy from Die Hard who's like, send in the car. Send in the car. It's not him, though. And they're riding around in their Jeeps like, hey, this is unlawful gathering. You got to disperse. And the kids start throwing rocks at them. So they're like, fuck that shit. Yeah. Going in. Put on your gas masks. And yeah. We see one guy, he has trouble because he has glasses on. I think another guy, he even puts his mask on and takes it off immediately because I think it's still got gas residue. That's that young kid that was talking to Keith about, do they go like it here? The front guy. And so they start throwing tear gas. They're like, we're going to push him up the hill and then down into like the parking area or whatever. And they are doing that. Now, the guy who got stabbed in the leg, he's hopping around. He's bandaged up. Uh, he's a, man, he's a real fucking troublemaker. You made it through this movie in record time. We're basically in the last 20 minutes here already. We're already on 37 minutes. Yeah, this is crazy. Well, no, nah, we don't need to get, please, no. I'm changing the game. <laughs> I mean, there's too many people. It's not that compelling. There's just, yeah, there's just not enough to latch on to. And there are no standout moments. It's worth watching. It's much better than you would think. Mm-hmm. It does seem like a decent amount of research was poured into this, which is nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, the moment it went wrong. Right. Right. Because I'm, I'm waiting for that moment. Right. Which they did a good job of sort of, and they did, they, they do that thing where they're like May 4th, 10 a.m., mm-hmm. 1970. So you kind of get a little idea of, you know, the timeline and, oh, this is all in one day or whatever. It spans three days, I think, right? So they're doing that. They're pushing them over. Some people are, excuse me, throwing the uh, tear gas back at them, which is dumb because they have gas masks on. Yeah, they just pick it up and shot and toss it again. Yeah. So I think those canisters are. I would assume so. They're explosive, explosives, and they're just pouring a chemical reaction. Yeah, smoke, right? So they get them over the hill. Um, at this point, you know, a majority of the characters that we've spent time with from the student body are here. Now, looking at the crowd um, before it disperses, I'd say there's maybe 200 people there. Sure. I mean, at, to be generous. Uh, apparently, there were over 2,000 students Oh, really? Not specifically in that moment, but there was like, I think they said there was like, I want to say like 500 in the protest, another 500 bandying about, and then like a thousand just sort of on the periphery once the action starts kicking off. I mean, are we counting people going to class and stuff? Because that is part of the problem is they, they attacked, well, classes still in session and people were walking well, that, in between classes. That's the problem, right? One girl's like, oh, I gotta go to class. It's noon, you know. And the one uh, teacher ran up to the to the soldiers before they marched and he even said, but most of those kids are on their way to the noon class. The bells just rang. We need to just let them leave. They're going to have to learn what law and order's all about. Fuck that shit. God, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, and, and so they're now over the hill they're in the parking lot, Keith's gesturing and... Well, I mean, so basically they've locked 95% of them. They're up, like, in the buildings, right? They've, they've gone to the sidelines in the buildings. They're no longer a giant crowd. I, I suppose, yes, they, yes, 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 yes. Hey, yes. We, we've done it. But then they're like, no. 
Yeah. With those 24 people down there, of which Keith is one. Will Patton, he's on like a terrace. Yeah, and he's like, hey. Up, up, up overlooking with a, a grip of kids. And, and I'm assuming, yeah, there's some just sort of all about. But pretty much everybody has left the protest more or less, mm-hmm. except for the extremely small group of people with which Keith is one of them. And yeah. will hop along Cassidy with his cast. Pretty much every student except Will Patton and Alan Barkin are now in the small, like, dozen and a half, two dozen kids that are in the parking area. Oh, of the people that we know. That we know. Yeah, yeah. specifically our right. characters we've been hanging out with. Keith, guy with the busted leg. Good. I want to say the ROTC guy. And then the other guy that I was familiar with who I said was in other stuff. I don't know if the ROTC guy's down there. I remember he was, like, talking to people. Hey, Will Patton? Mm-hmm. This Boy, what do you think he is? Twenty-four. That sounds good. Twenty-seven. He's Maybe still, he's starting to lose his hair though. Just a little bit. But he looks great. Man, he is on he's fire. Really handsome looking. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but I mean, he's already got some solid chops. Oh yeah, he's good. Like the conviction is there, even though he's in it only all of twenty minutes. Is this like six or eight years from After Hours? Four. Can we see him as is it Horst? Well, this is 81, so After Hours is... Is that like 87? Gosh, I was going to say 89, but I don't don't know what call. Probably. Are you about to IMDb it? I am. He's got his phone in his hand, everybody. I do. Basically, the the students are just kind of like milling around. The soldiers are milling around. And then all of a sudden, the guy that I kind of said was a dick earlier, the sergeant, Mm -hmm. like the major or whatever, comes up. He's like, Captain... The general wants us to continue the advance. What? We already won. Why would we do that? Yeah, we're not doing that. Dude, it's the general. There's like 20 people down there. Why are we doing this? Those were his orders. So they do it. So they do it. And they put on their masks. They throw on the gas. It's really stupid because the soldiers, they march right past the kids and go into the field. And then they're just standing there. They're like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, what are you supposed to be doing? They're not even, like, ushering Keith and the other kids out. They're chasing the kids to the county line? Like, what is the plan here? Right, and so now they're throwing tear gas at the students in the parking lot who are throwing it back at them Mm -hmm. all over a a chain-link fence that divides them. I'm like, what is this, volleyball? Uh Yeah. What is this, badminton? I think so. Backgammon? No, that's not what it was. Is that a board game? Or is badminton? No, badminton's the one with that. No, the birdie. They call it a, uh, they play that in the fucking Olympics. A lot of weird things in the Olympics. They do, don't they? Fucking Olympics play. So, <laughs> I think the students are also throwing rocks at this point. Yeah. And the soldiers are throwing them back. It's just like a tit for tat. So the the guy's like, all right, let's let's mount up. We're going to regroup and get out of here. And they start marching up the field again. And correct me if I'm wrong. All of a sudden, the soldiers, once they reach, like, the crest of the hill, just turn around and start shooting. Yeah, I... No, I, I think that is absolutely what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is one person freaks out and shoots, and everybody else freaks out and starts shooting. Now, the official story, as far as I can tell, is that the soldiers said they were being fired upon by a sniper. And everybody's like, 
No. No, it's one guy got scared and fired his gun. One guy thought something happened that didn't happen mm-hmm. and fired his gun. As soon as everybody hears a gunshot, spin around and start fighting. They're all in like a World War One line. Just some are standing, some are kneeling. And, and they're just ripping off shots. For sure. And then at, at the very end, they're like, oh, I investigated for nine years and found nobody at fault. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, what are you going to do? You you sent all these idiots down there with rifles into a terrible situation in which nobody should have guns. None of this should be happening. Yeah. Because earlier, bonkers. we see that the guard soldiers are sleeping on the gymnasium floor. Mm-hmm. And that asshole who, who pricked the... Uh, Blonde guy with his bayonet. Yeah. He comes in with a basketball. Well, he's all hyped up from stabbing that guy in the leg. Right. That's go, why he's got like the bloodlust. He goes, they go, go, he goes, I ain't sleep at all. You're not tired. Uh, he goes, wired is more like it. Fuck somebody up. So I think that's sort of meant to, because you see all these other kids are exhausted. Yeah. One guy's like, I tried to help a girl last night and she like recoiled in fear and started screaming and shit. It's it's not like these are Marines. No. These aren't even, like, army guys who have training. This, this is the fucking National Guard. They do, like, what, two two weekends mm-hmm. a month? I don't even know. what they, they yeah, I think it's two weekends doing. a month, yeah. No, I think it's because the, the, the ROTC guy, he even goes up to one of them right before the massacre. And this is <laughs> massacre. <laughs> the, yeah. This is interesting, too, because initially the people, the Guard members are chatting with everybody. Mm-hmm. It's chill. By day two. They're like, fuck away. Like the girls are kill you. letting them hit on them. And it seems very cordial. It's friendly. It is not like that the next day. Because Keith goes up and talks to Fry Guy again. You got a job to do, right? Pulls out his gun and he's like, okay, well, you know, I, have a, I guess I'll see you. Let me say, like, a, I guess I'll see you on your birthday or something weird. Well, I'll think of you on my next birthday. I don't know. Something Keithy, you know. So, yeah, they just start shooting. And um, Keith. Gives hit. Was Keith's like? Is he like wiping his forehead and he just like drops like a sack? Like he no. probably got hit in the head and it, drops. Is it the head? I thought it was the head. I thought it was the shoulder. Maybe he got shot a couple times. One dude gets shot in the gut. He drops. Yeah. Um, the lady he shot right in the heart. The and you know there was a scene earlier where she's talking to a blonde gal, and she goes. What? Is it like being gorgeous? Yeah. What is what is up with that? She goes. Well, you're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. You are gorgeous. I mean, what does it feel like? I don't know what that. But is that because she's blonde, you feel that she's she's the winner here. But she has a bad back. The blonde. Uh-huh. She even says, "Well, let me carry your books." And she goes, "Don't worry about my back." I thought the blonde was going to be like, because she goes. Oh, I was just wondering what it must be like not to have to prove yourself all the time. And I thought of you. I thought the blonde was going to have a real moment and be like, honey, I got to work 10 times harder because I look like this. They don't expect it from me and they don't accept it, but they don't go into that. So she drops, uh, George Clooney's wife, she drops. She gets shot through a car in the throat. Yeah. Uh, Allie, we learn, gets hit. She's laying on the ground and her boyfriend's looking up like, is it clear? And she goes, I'm hit, Barry. Do you think she would have said that? People say I'm hit. I don't know. I think of people like, I- I've been shot. I feel a bullet. It's hot. It's <laughs> my chest. It's hot. She turns her over and it's a nice effect. The blood just starts draining out of her. She's dead. She will be. You know, and, and so the soldiers are just barfing in their mouths. They're just like, <laughs> I shoot some kid. Yeah. And another guy who was sweet baby or little girl or whatever he kept calling that chick he goes no nah, man you shot the air and and isn't she one that died sweet baby little girl i don't think so no i think she screams will Patton's losing his shit killing us she's the one that screams i think she's oh my God. 
And the general's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, of course. I just got here. What's going on? <laughs> you know, and, and nobody knows what to do at this point. Because everybody's like, they're going to kill us. And people are dying. The general gets into the ambulance, which comes rip-roaring in. But it's just like an ambulance in 1970. The Ghostbusters ambulance. All they can do is put you on a stretcher and in the ambulance and drive you to the hospital. So four people die. Eleven more, I think, are wounded. And the, the, the teacher, right before the audio cuts off, he's trying to get a hold of everybody. He's like, just sit down, just sit down. They will kill you if you run, if you do anything drastic. They will murder you. And then the sound cuts out. And uh, I crashed. Your car? Into a daycare. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good thing it's nighttime so you can get the kids. They understood. Oh, you talked to them? You I rolled down my window and I said, did you just watch Kent State? I said, yeah. 1981, yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, we get it. Get out of here, you rascal. And that's the movie, man. Man, if you if you turn it off at the right moment, uh, the National Guard's leaving and hippies have won and everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. You just turn it off and you're good. You're like, oh, good. I'm gonna, I don't know anything about this historical event. Keith's going to be fine. Looks like they won. Yeah, he's going to go on to become a successful drummer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was pretty likable in this movie. I love him in this movie. Yeah. Every, I mean, this really is a, a solid piece of TV movie. I wrote down uh, 5% silly. A little the bit. rest of it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. The outfits looked pretty decent. They did. I can appreciate the costume. Just a lot of t-shirts, really. Yeah. Some gator like shirts. A bandana yeah. wrapped mm -hmm. around your forehead. Not a lot of like, right, like rose-tinted glasses and headbands and such. Yeah, it was slick. I, I appreciated that it made me get to know the people that they were going to kill mm -hmm. so that you felt sad about this awful incident mm -hmm. that obviously this happened. Come on. People were like, don't do this. Get out of here. Like, no, there's dude, National Guard, which is fucking crazy because bringing it back to the Floyd thing. Remember when the National Guard was here? Mm -hmm. Fucking Humvees on the corners. Oh, yeah. Camouflage with rifles. They, the one uh, news reporter lady, she got shot in the eye with a beanbag and, and lost the vision in, in her eye. Yeah. They're just lining people up and tear gas and them and shit. It's nuts, man. That shit was wild. I mean, it's like, what was it, the, D, the DNC in Chicago? Oh, the way back in the day? Uh-huh. What is that? There's a movie with Robert Forster, Medium Cool? That's about that. Hmm. I don't know what it is. but It's called Medium Cool. Yeah, the, the, the government was wild back in the day, and they really had no qualms whatsoever about, I mean, we, you know, you, you, racism, we get that, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. But, you know, when they start beating on, like, just Joe College kid. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when they turn on the youth. Because mm -hmm. that, that picture of dead Keith Gordon made it into Time Magazine and sort of became like, because they were winding down. Wait, are you saying they killed Keith Gordon for this movie and mm -hmm. took pictures of it? It was in time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why he didn't make movies anymore. You didn't know this? Sense, I get it. Because they were actually winding down some of their activity in Vietnam. And then this the speech they talk about in the beginning with Richard Nixon. Our taps are being launched this week to clean out major enemy sanctuaries on the Cambodian-Vietnam border. He just comes out of nowhere and he's just like, actually, we're going to do more than... Nothing. We're going to do things. American and South Vietnamese units will attack the headquarters for the entire communist military operation in South Vietnam. And we're going to firebomb all types of shit. I realize that in this war, there are honest and deep differences in this country about whether we should have become involved. Because the ROTC guy, he even says, they teach you how to use two sticks on a wire to kill a civilian. 
And the National Guard dude's just like, gulp. Uh, no. Yeah, all right. They're so right to protest Vietnam. I was just watching Full Metal Jacket, and uh, they're like flying in a helicopter to get from point A to point B, and they're, there's just a gunner just firing on farmers and fields mm-hmm. the whole time screaming, get some, get some. You have free reign to be demonic, and not everybody did, but... And, uh, I mean, that's why people were coming back real fucked up, dude. They saw lots of women and children being horrifically mm-hmm. murdered, participating. It's yeah. Nothing you can really do to stop it, man. No. Ugh. So no, that's Kent State, bro. Yeah. You guys, check it out, man. Keith's, Keith's good in it. It's young Keith. What do you give him? Oh. Yeah, well, I'd give him like a seven, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the introduction scene is stupid, but after that, he reminds me of like a young person just flopping around, having a good time. He never seems forced. You spend time with him and his roommate. That's very nice. It paints a, a different side to just the guy in the hippie jacket, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, his interactions throughout the movie, when you see him, are good. I, I, I bought his passion at the end. I would say almost everybody that's in the movie is pretty good. Even just, like, randos. Uh, I, I'd give Keith a seven as well. What about the movie? I think the movie's pretty good. I would yeah. give it a six. It's not like a must-see. It's too long. Mm-hmm. It does its job really well, though. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and live this little window of time. Be sad when they kill the people you like. Yeah. Good old yeah. sixer. I'll give it a six as well. I did notice there were like one or two little camera flourishes in there that I thought were kind of interesting. There was a couple. I saw when they are like in the governor's office and mm-hmm. trying to figure out if they're going to do the guard or not. There's like some weird silent moments between him and the guy that works there. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? This is stylish and strange. This is, this is a choice. When they adjourn that meeting and the governor's lackey is okay, everybody make room. We're coming through. It's through the lens of one of the cameramen. And then we come back out and now we're in like the regular movie lens, which I thought was kind of interesting. A little bit neat. And then later on, I don't know what if they're masking up or what it is, but all of a sudden the camera goes like fisheye. Mm-hmm. And there's now like rounded edges to the to the frame for like a split moment. I was like, oh that's weird. What was that what was that about? Yeah. So that's it. Kent State, nineteen eighty one. We did it. Keith, are you gonna help us get my Pelicari? Yeah. In that movie with the old guy? You know what I'm talking about, right, Keith? Keith, you're listening, right? We'll come over and watch it. Do you want us to come to your house? And and you know what? Invite us over to watch the movie, and then we'll just record the episode right then and there with Keith Gordon. Keith, this is fun. Let's do this. Bro. I, I could talk my girlfriend to let me fly out for yeah. a day and a half to record an episode with you. You think he lives in California? I think so. Yeah. That'd be so cool. I think we're going to find out where. Yeah, we soon. Keith, go ahead and call the hotline. 763-634-1897. All right, guys, you can find us on Instagram at We Doing Filmographies, Twitter, Do Filmographies, Reddit, We Doing Filmographies, YouTube, We Doing Filmographies, Facebook, We Doing Filmographies, Gmail, We Doing Filmographies at gmail.com. We're on the gram. Gram, gram, gram it up. <laughs> so I guess join us next week. For your regularly scheduled programming. For doing Christine. Oh, is that? Fucking watched last summer. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I can't believe I gotta watch the fucking thing again. Hey, at least it'll be fresh in your mind. Yeah. All right, well, I've been Jules. And I've been Jason. Vroom, vroom.
instructions until I got it.